Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have my friend, Reverend James Randolph, all the way from Midland, Michigan. And those of you that are used to um, warm climate, it's cold up here, but if you're from South Dakota like me, it's not so bad. Honored to have Reverend James with us today. We'll start off in prayer. Father, we just thank you that you're here with us. When two or more together, you're there in the midst of us, Father. And I just thank you for the Holy Spirit guiding this whole a podcast today, everything that we say and do, Father, that you're in it. And we thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Reverend James, I thought we'd, we were going to start out today maybe talking about your testimony. I don't even know a lot of it, but I've heard bits and pieces of it. But maybe you could start off and just kind of share where you came from. Well, you know, I, uh, I my testimony is basically prison to praise. I raised uh, in a dysfunctional family. Mother tried to do the best she could. My father left when I was two. I'll kind of give a quick version and speed up and slow down at some different parts here okay. because it's a long testimony. I'm, I'm 54 years old and uh, I live life. So I, all my life, you know, raised a heathen. My mom did the best she could do to raise four of us. I was the baby of the family. Just troubled child. Uh, never had no father figure ever. Um, my stepdad eventually came in on the scene, tried to father me. Uh, from a worldly, alcoholic, very sinful perspective, um, but with with some moral compass from his grow, uh, upbringing and military background, um, and it didn't take. Obviously, that don't work, and so dysfunctional family raises dysfunctional child. Um, in and out of juvenile homes from the time I was 10, most of my life incarcerated. Um, got incarcerated, my last stint was uh, uh, I was at 17 years old, went in, got out when I was 27. In the middle of it, I always believed in God. I don't believe in atheism. I always believed that um, the Bible's real and true. I wasn't raised in this, never taught this. I just believed that when you're born, when you're conceived from the time of conception, kind of a, a quirky thing on my, um, my doctrine is I, I'm a practical preacher. But I, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory is when the sperm and the egg came together and bang, there you were. <laughs> and I believe at that moment the Bible's true that the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit showed up. And how God works all of his intricacies and his dynamics, I don't know. But I look back in my life in hindsight, they say you say you could see 2020 vision. And looking back as a child, I remember different things. I remember not being able to spend the night with a buddy when I was seven years old and I had the dog and I was crying in the closet and I was talking to God. Nobody taught me to talk to God. I just knew. And so I would ask God, why did I have to be born into this stupid family and yada, yada, yada. And, and all through my life, I always believed in God. There was always a respect for God. Didn't know why, didn't know how, but I believe it's from conception that God puts that in every every human being so i denounce atheism publicly right now in the name of jesus Amen. because it's a it's a it's a literally it's an insecurity that people hide behind because they don't want to believe the word and they don't want to trust god to walk the word out so i go to prison and i'm i'm in prison and i'm living and i, I got testimony after testimony of what god did he brought people across my path one of the testimonies is I was riding on the coattails of another man's faith, born again, spirit-filled Christian, was trying to disciple me, had me going to Bible study, had me going to church, had me somewhat reading my Bible. I was still bound by pornography and looking at pornographic books while I had my Bible on top of it, if you can imagine that. But he had, he, he 
had the patience to deal with me, body punching with one of my homeboys in prison. He hit me in the back and paralyzed me from the waist down. The paralysis was excruciating pain, fire going down my legs and I could barely walk. And so I'm laying on my bunk on my face down, eating off a tray off the side of my bunk because I couldn't move. I'm living on Norflex, Volumes, um, anything that could keep me you know, out of pain. He's a Christian buddy of mine, and he gets permission from an atheist correction officer to be able to bring his old cassette player. This is back in the 80s, early 80s. So he had an old cassette player that they didn't have auto reverse, or he had to flip them. So he would time, uh, the officer gave him permission to put a Gloria Copeland cassette on wow. healing. And he was teaching me faith comes by healing, or hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So he's got a 12 series cassette tape. He's timing it. So he'd go by and sweep the floors because he was a porter. And he'd reach into my cell and he'd flip that, which you're not allowed to share your personal devices with anybody. An atheist correction officer gave him permission. Kind of cool story because 12 series for two weeks, I'm listening and he's flipping and he's plugging and he's changing. And I'm listening to Miss Gloria Copeland. One day, that atheist correction officer was going... He needed extra work, so he came in early, 5 a.m. shift, and he yells, chow. I jump out of bed, jump out of bed, go, I put my blues on, I run down, brush my teeth. I'm running, I'm on the second story floor. I'm running down, and I jump the last eight steps, and he's seen it. And he said, Randolph. And I thought I was in trouble because the guard yells, and you look. And he says, you're healed. I said, yes, I am. And I went to chow. Well, he calls down for the guy who was ministering to me, and he said, and that guy ministered to him, got him born again, got him spirit-filled. He was from Vietnam. He, he had Agent Orange infection, and he was shriveling up and was going to guy got healed and, and totally born again, ends up leaving the correction department, starts going to a radical church, and we heard a testimony about his granddaughter was infected with Agent Orange, the bloodline, and getting born again. So I say that to say I wrote on that man's coattails of faith for a season of my incarceration, I was transferred to another facility which was closer to my home, which now I don't have anybody there to ride on their coattails of faith, nobody there to encourage me to read my Bible, nobody, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I battled with that and I fell, and I fell into a dark hole. And for the next few years, it was very, very dark. But God, mm -hmm. God That's sent somebody, um, these two radical Christians, that for two years I had a a correction officer. I ran with the, the Black Panthers. I ran with the Mexican Latinos and the Aryan Brotherhood. I was bringing in drugs because I knew the correction officers. I went to school with them. I grew up with them. And they were guards now. And now they're bringing in drugs for me and I'm selling. And I, it just uh, was a crazy life. Dark and you know, gloomy and pretty bleak. But there was these guys telling me about Jesus every single day, throwing scriptures at me. To the point where one of them, I told him, I said, Rex, you ever tell me about Jesus again, I'm going to knock your teeth right out of your head. Of course, I said it in a more vulgar language because that was the lifestyle that I was backslidden to. Yep. Eventually, I, uh, you know, after that two years, my case was dismissed in the su Supreme Court and I was going home. I found out on a Friday and I went back to my cell and I got on my face before God and I said, if you could put in me what you put in in Jack and Rex, Whatever you did to them, if you could do that for me, I'll live for you no matter what. 
I didn't realize what that would entail, and I end up Sunday morning going to church, and the preacher that came in, he asked me, who are you? And I told him my name and my number and that I was going home Monday. He said, he said people don't usually do this. They give their heart to Christ, and then they, uh, when they come in, and you're going home. And I said, yeah. He said, well, you ever met a man named Mark Barclay? I said, no, sir. He said, well, you remind me of him, and I got a book over here, and he gave me a book called The Preacher of Righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that book changed my life because Monday morning came and I didn't go home. They, the prosecution filed for a stay and I had to stay there longer, another four and a half years. Wow. And I learned to walk with God and I was in the refining process and those two Christian brothers that were with me for two years, they discipled me. And one of them to this day, he's been in for 40 years, he's a lifer. He still calls me and I'm still the only family really that he has and I help him and we walk together and uh, he's still... Uh, somebody a voice in my life that, that helps me to this day so that was the beginning of my walk and I ended up doing four more years I, I got to a facility where there was SMTI Supernatural Training Ministry Institute by mm -hmm. Dr. Mark T. Barclay and I went through the prison version like six to ten times um, they had a different it was a, uh, a nine-week course they okay. had it it just brought stability it brought strength and it, it taught me to walk with God and so I'm very grateful I, my story is a long, long story. I condensed a lot of it. I, there's a lot of miracles in between, and I, I'll share some more probably on the next podcast. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear more. We've run out of time, but you would just pray for us, and then we'll wrap things up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that anybody listening today that would hear this, that would be encouraged, uh, that, that could get delivered and learn to walk with you, I pray that they would come into the saving grace of knowing you, Lord Jesus and that they would give their heart to you fully today, that they would learn to, uh, to get on the right path. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Reverend James. Looking forward to talking some more here in the next podcast. If you need to reach us, you can reach us at 812-449-8147. We sure love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.